As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Costco shopper, fellow Costco shoppers, fellow Costco shoppers, here today, Costco shopper. morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, November 3rd, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory. To my left, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube. Smash that like button and subscribe, comment away. Podcast listeners, Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. We got another shirt to show you, to remind you of. The No Dunks Embrace the Day shirt. Mm-hmm. I believe this is on sale right now for 16 bucks. Really? That's a steal. That is a steal. Like, we're giving it away. What's going on, Breaking Tea? <laughs> uh, adult and youth t-shirts available. Hoodies. And let's not forget about the woman's V-neck. Oh. Yeah. I did forget. I know. I, I, I always forget we have youth uh, sizes as well, so... Uh, Go take advantage of that. Go to nodunks.com. Cool. Trey Kirby already did. He's got one on. I do. I do. I'm wearing it right now. Look at this. Wow. Uh, I'm embracing the day today. Good for and you. And this shirt is also embracing my pit sweat. Oh, really? Speed. I mean, you know, once the lights turn on, it gets a little warmer in here. <laughs> the stream team's chiming in on stuff. Get your nerves up. Uh, <laughs> well, if this so, is yeah. the coldest day of the year in Atlanta today. Uh, at least really? this morning. I mean, you know what I mean. Of this season. This is the coldest yeah, I've been. Yeah, I what you're um, So it's ironic that you're sweating, but I do sweat when I'm cold. It's your body. Your body is just, uh, your muscles are tensing up so hard <laughs> to stay warm that they're overworking themselves. I guess so. I guess so. So here's what I would suggest. Buy a couple shirts when you're at nodunks.com, and then you can rotate them in as you sweat through the day. <laughs> like you have about four or five of those, right? Yes. The undershirts. <laughs> yeah, I like to keep uh, four to five of every shirt I have, so it looks like I'm wearing the same thing all day. But it's just different variations Smart. on how sweaty they are. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> uh, on today's podcast, The Drop, uh, we're going to look at some one-week-in surprises, disappointments, our favorite highlights. Uh, we will make some in-season tournament predictions. That starts today. Happy NBA in-season tournament day. You down with IST? Oh, you know me. (laughs) And uh, you know we got Tweet of the Night and some rapid fire fun. JD's got the questions this week on the drop. But we got to start with at least a few of last night's games. You know where I'm going. Victor Wembanyama. He outduels KD and Booker in his return and drops 38 in the Spurs victory, taking over down the stretch. Man, Wemby Mania is alive and well. Maybe someday we won't talk about everything Victor Wembanyama does, <laughs> but it feels awesome to talk about everything he's doing so far. Obviously, the best game he's had thus far um, in his NBA career. And to me, what stuck out is that the Spurs are just getting a lot smarter about how they're using him. He took 10 dunks or layups last night, and basically what would happen is anytime Phoenix would switch a small onto him, just run to the rim. And now all the Spurs players know... If we throw it up there, 
Eric Gordon's not going to get it. <laughs> Drew Eubanks is not going to get it. They're like, oh, Vic's running to the rim? Eh, just chuck it up. Let's see what he can grab. Uh, I kind of think the give and go is going to be like a key play for him because he can shoot the three well enough. Yeah, you got to respect it. You got to yep. respect it. So you can see times last night where they would challenge the three. He would just dish it to the top and then run at the rim. They're like, well, sorry, that's a runway for Victor Wambanyama. Throw it up, big time dunk. It was really cool to see that end of the second quarter sequence he had where he filled the lane for that monster dunk uh, on a fast break. The next time down, hit a pick and pop three. Then it was kind of a two for one situation. So with like five seconds left, he hits the pull up three at the end of the half. It was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Wake the kids up. They need to see this. (laughs) We're watching a potential goat here. Uh, It was awesome. Um, It's just cool to see him thriving uh, like that. In his fifth career game, 38 points, 10 boards, 2 blocks, 15 to 26 shooting. His 38 points are tied for the third most scored by a rookie in Spurs history. Only David Robinson had more, 41 and 39 in 1990. Uh, Something tells me Wemby's going to beat those uh, (laughs) at some point this season. Statitudes, though, with the craziest stat this morning in Justin's newsletter. The last player to record a 35-point, 10-rebound game within their first five games of their NBA career was... You will never in a million years guess this answer. 35 points, 10 rebounds in what? Their first five games, like within that window. Uh, big or small? Tell me. Small. 2008. I'll give you the year. You'll never get it, man. 2008, a small <laughs> Rodney Stuckey. I mean, that's a fair guess. <laughs> Anthony Morrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so just wild, wild He's stuff. got Morrow potential. That's he, what everybody's been saying. He, he absolutely does. But, uh, you know, this was a wild game, right? Spurs up huge. I think they got up to 27 points at one point. And then the Suns come storming back. But Wemby, you know... Really sealed the victory, 10 of the Spurs' final 12 points, as he outduels two of the NBA's best scorers in the fourth quarter, in KD and Booker. I mean, he was going toe-to-toe with them, and he is now 15 of 19 in the fourth quarter this season. Wemby is. Not bad. I know we're only five games in here, but my God, it's awesome. He was looking confident. He was scoring off of, like, pin-down screens, little dump-offs, obviously, and he had the jumper going. I was also... Impressed by his passing. He only had two assists last night, but they were both gorgeous. One was on a short roll. He catches it, whips it out to the corner. No look for a wide open three. And then there was that one where it was like a lob into him once again in the post. Everybody converges because he's a giant. He just grabs it, tips it right into the lane for an easy layup. The only bad thing that happened for Victor Victor Wembenyama last night, finally lost the jump ball. Nurkic yeah. stole the tip well, last night. Oh, yes. He absolutely <laughs> he stole got it. it. His, like, that thing was like came here. Out of the ref's yeah. head. I'll take that. that. I yeah. didn't think that was legal. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's, it's not. not. Yeah. It's not. But he did lose that. Uh, I love this tweet here from uh, Gorbe Spud this morning, our friend there up in Toronto. There will be a time when the Wembenyama highlights look normal, but my eyes are still adjusting to them. He's like when you would just do max height and minimum weight as a joke in Create a Player and make him 99 in all skills. It still seems a bit fake. A lot of truth to that. That's so true. And it is nuts that Wemby, the number one pick, all the buzz in the world, all the most hype prospect since, yeah, LeBron probably... And he is somehow managing to sort of exceed expectations here early on. I think we thought the defense would be unreal, but... I didn't have him down for 38 points and closing out the Suns here uh, in the first week of his career, or first week and a half. 2-0 against the Suns now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> He's averaging 20 a game, shooting 50%, 32 from three. I'm with you. I thought that the offense was going to be a work in progress, yeah. but you can also pile up a lot of numbers literally just by getting the ball at the rim and tipping it in. So yeah. shout out to the Spurs for realizing that, but then to see the other facets of his game, the playmaking, looking for his shot, Obviously, the defense is there as well. I mean, he was hyped enough that we were seeing his overseas game on the NBA app for the entirety of last season, and he's living up to it through the first week here. Remember uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Signs? Oh, I I certainly remember that. Okay, okay, so you know the movie. Um, Watching Wembenyama is like seeing the alien at that Brazilian kid's birthday party. Mm. The first time you see it on the TV with the shaky camcorder. And the alien of course his nickname, like goes down that little alleyway yeah, and yeah, he yeah. stops and looks at us and it's chilling. Yeah. Every highlight right now, like I get like excited watching, oh my God. <laughs> so I guess my point is the only way to stop him is to throw water on him. That's what the sun should do. That's right? what they should put do. glasses <laughs> of water out everywhere. That's what it reminds me of. I know his nickname is the alien, but it's like, 
It's crazy, man. I, I can't believe he's exceeding expectations so early here. You just knock on wood that he, of course, stays healthy and continues to play at this level. He falls down a lot, but he seems to be a graceful faller, yeah. which is important to learn. It's all that NBA. yoga, man. That's right. It's flexible. Flexible. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Uh, anything else from uh, Wemby there or the Spurs? I think that's it for me. Well, I will add, uh, it did suck for the Spurs here that Devin Vassell left this game. He's got a groin injury, too. Groin tightness, I guess. That can be a lingering issue. Uh, he had 17 in the first half. He was the Spurs' leading scorer, I believe, uh, early in the season here, and I think he's going to get an MRI team could be without him for a little while said pop mm. uh, but he's played great and you know we we like to see the Wemby highlights and all the stats and all that but it's even cooler coming in victories uh with the Spurs you know shocking some people here with their 3 and 2 record so uh hopefully it's nothing serious with them to sell uh in other action just Paolo Bencaro scored 30 as the magic beat the, the Jazz 115-113 nice little breakout game Nice breakout game, nice finish at the end yep. uh, to what it was. Uh, Markin and hit a three to put the Jazz up right before the final possession for the Magic. Tough take by Bancaro to get to the yep. rim. I think he finished left-handed yep. as well. That was uh, obviously his best game of the season so far. Yeah, three and two. They haven't beat a lot of great teams, no. but you got to beat the bad teams if you want to at least get into a play-in spot. Yeah, they seem to be at least reminding us or telling us, hey, we are not one of these bottom-dwelling teams. Like yep. We are going to at least be a tier or two above that. You're right. Uh, Embiid scored 28. 76ers beat the Raptors 114-99. Uh, Raps looking like they did earlier in the season. Uh, forget about that Bucks victory the other night. Uh, Embiid was a monster, though. And then CJ McCollum scored 33 points to lead the shorthanded Pelicans past the Pistons 125-116. He was on fire in the yes, first half. Yes, I think indeed. he had 25 at the half. Uh, but, you know, Pelicans are a feel-good story here, too, and I feel like they might come up when we start talking about one week in. And so let's get to it. One week in, baby. I got some questions for you. <laughs> let's just get this one out of the way. We don't have to put a lot of time to it. Who is your MVP one weekend? I, I I know people are rolling their eyes at that. Oh, my God. What are you doing? You're part of the problem, man. You're part of the problem. The MVP narrative. You're driving it down our throats too early. Yeah. We're doing it for Victor Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> um, who do you have, Trey Kirby, uh, one weekend and change here as your MVP? I think we should do it every week. Okay, Every fine. Friday we check in on who is the MVP. We did it after one game last week. Now it's one week. <laughs> And my my top pick has changed, I do believe. Luka Doncic is my MVP yeah. right now. Yeah. 33.8 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game, 9.8 assists. Basically a triple-double. 51, 42, 72 are his shooting uh, splits. Can't make free throws, I guess. So Luka is leading the league in scoring. He's third in assists. He's 12th in rebounding uh, in the early days of the season here. The Mavs, they got the second-best offense in the league. They are cooking right now and knocking down a bunch of threes. 20 against the Bulls certainly helped. Also, Mavs are undefeated. 4-0. Yep. Every game has been a clutch game for him. And Luka is sixth in the league in clutch points per game this season so far, shooting 70% in the clutch. He's balling for the first 45 minutes, 43 minutes, and then the final five minutes, he's balling even harder. So yep. I got Luka right now. I think that's right. I think most people would agree with that, especially them being uh, undefeated. Though the Celtics are too, and you can make a yep. case for Tatum. Uh, maybe the numbers aren't as strong, but he plays less minutes, and they've been crushing teams. I think it's wild that... Uh, our reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, is averaging 30 points per game, 11 boards, and 7 assists. And he's maybe be fourth or fifth on people's MVP rankings. He may not even be the MVP of his own team right yeah. now. That's mind-boggling because it's like Luka, it's Tatum, it's Jokic, it's Curry, and then, you know... Some people slipping in, even a Tyrese Maxey on the Philadelphia 76ers. But that's awesome. He's 30, yeah. 11, and 7, and it just you know goes to show you how awesome this league is right now, or the stars of the stars. Yeah, MVP tracker on Basketball Reference has Embiid as fourth right okay. now. Only a 1.1% chance, but Maxey is fifth, 0.9%. Yeah. They have been really, really good uh, to start the season. Okay, so we got Luka right now. Um, next question. One weekend, what's been most surprising to you? Either team, player, development, what do you got? I was looking at teams, and I was peeping the top of the standings to see if there's a team that I didn't expect to be out there. Like, I didn't really expect Philadelphia to get off to this kind of a hot start. You know, Embiid is typically a slow starter. Didn't know what was going to happen with James Harden. Uh, they could just be basically down a player, which they are, but it hasn't mattered. They're 3-1, and one, but their wins are against the Raptors two times and the Blazers. They haven't beat great teams. They could be 4-0. They could have easily won on opening night. Yeah. Dallas, I think, is up there, too, as a surprise, but they've beat the Spurs, Nets, Grizzlies, and Bulls. 
Not a great run here so far. And then the Orlando Magic, they beat the Rockets, the Blazers, and the Jazz, but still 3-2. and two. So ultimately, my most surprising team is the Pelicans, because they beat okay. some decent teams, I think. The Grizzlies, the Knicks, the Thunder, and then the Pistons last night. And they've done this in typical Pelicans fashion, not having their players healthy. <laughs> Trey Murphy III obviously hasn't played yet this season. Brandon Ingram has missed the last three games for New Orleans, and Zion took a rest last night, but it's kind of been C.J. McCollum putting the team on his back. He had 22 in the second half of the comeback against OKC. Then, like you said, 25 last night uh, in the first half yep. against Detroit. 47 points over the course of one calendar game. I don't know if you call it a calendar game, but <laughs> second half. Never heard it called that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he only had eight in the second half, but CJ had kind of a down year last year, and they needed him to be a little bit better because so many players go in and out of the lineup for the Pelicans, and he's usually pretty steady. He has been steady this year, and he's been carrying the team early on. I like that pick. I'll, I'll go with the Sixers, I think, uh, as the most surprising to me, mainly because of the whole uh, cloud of James Harden hanging over them, and it was like, ooh, how is this going to start? And instead, Maxi is like, I'm an all-star, I'm an all-NBA guard. Embiid, you know, rounding back into form here. It took just a couple games for him to sort of get back into game shape. Nick Nurse, obviously, like, leaning into those guys more, but Tobias Harris has been awesome. Kelly Oubre Jr. is probably the most surprising, like, addition to a good squad with the stats he's put up. So I'll give Philly some love there for a great start. Um, You know, they look... Well, they obviously look better than the Milwaukee Bucks do right now. Um, And then sort of still maybe a little bit behind the Boston Celtics. But they're in the mix. Uh, Let's keep it moving. Most disappointing. Who you got? This one wasn't as hard, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's one of two teams. So yeah. I'm interested to see where you go. One of two teams, uh, one in each conference, I think we are probably agreeing on. But I'm going with the Grizzlies. They are 0-5, the only team in the league yet to win a game. They lost to the Pelicans, the Nuggets, and the Mavericks. I think that's fine. Yeah, you know, good team. You might think that those teams are going to be ahead of the Grizzlies at the end of the season anyways. Fair enough. But they got smoked by the Wizards, and they got smoked by the Jazz. Two teams that I think Memphis plans on finishing ahead coming into the season at least 0-5 so far 30th on offense and it does not look good at all only 22nd on defense the good news I suppose for uh Memphis fans they play the Blazers on Friday and Sunday which is a good chance to at least get a first win but we could be sounding some alarm bells on Monday if both of these go the wrong way for Memphis they've had a lot of injuries obviously Ja is out for another 20 games Another 20 games. That's amazing that he's he's going to have to come back and really put the team on his back to try and get them back into play in contention. He's going to miss the entirety of the in-season tournament? <laughs> I mean, I, yes. a tragedy. Yeah. Um, I was actually wondering, since it doesn't count as a regular season game, if Memphis made it to the finals, could, they... <laughs> could he play it? <laughs> I'm back, baby! Wow. Uh, oh, but yeah, Memphis, you know, the loss of Steven Adams... It's shocking how important it is yeah. for the Grizzlies. His screen setting, they're an offensive rebounding team. He moves Jaron Jackson Jr. back to the four, which is a position that he prefers. But, like, even missing Santi Aldama is huge. Brandon Clark is obviously out right now yeah. as well, to the point where Memphis had to bring in Bismack Biombo as the answer. And I don't know if Bismack's going to help, but they need another big guy. And all of these recent first-round picks that they've drafted after letting Kyle Anderson walk, after saying goodbye to DeAnthony Melton, they haven't really performed. Roddy, LaRavia, just have not really shown up so far this season. Zaire Williams as well. All of those wing guys are really struggling right now, which is why the Grizzlies are the worst team in the league through the first week of the season. Yeah. I don't want to beat a a dead bear here, but I'm going with the Grizzlies as well. Because for all the reasons you just said, and and Kelly Eco writing at The Athletic today, you know, noting that this is not some rebuilding franchise that we're talking about here that's Mm 0-5 and struggling offensively. This is a team thought to be in the mix. Now, yeah, little different when your superstar's not there and your big man and all that, but still, there's talent in Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. And their whole thing has been, man, look at all the draft picks we do. Look at all, you know, we're almost like a sneaky version of the Miami Heat where we just, we have all these guys that we can just plug in and keep racking up victories. And that's not the case here early. So I like the Grizzlies. The Miami Heat, of course, are the Eastern Conference Eastern Conference team at one and four. Um and just squeaked out that season opening win. Yeah. They were up big, and then I think they let the Pistons get back into it, and then they held on for the victory. But, you know, could be 0-5 as well. And, uh, no, it's, it's just a little different with them because it's like, oh, this is what they do. They have all these bad spells. Don't worry, they'll turn it around. But haven't been impressed by them. End of games. Jimmy Butler's been very quiet this year. Like, Hero's like their 
leading scorer. It feels it's like, like almost every game. game. Yeah. Or something like that. Which, like, is that is that the right sort of balance that you want? Um, so, yeah, it's the Grizzlies or Heat. Make your pick. In, in terms of players, I have a few as well. Uh, oh, hold on. Before we move on yeah. to players, um, I agree. Miami was on my list, but they were the third team on my list. The second team on my list is the Bucks. Yeah, okay. They squeaked by yeah. their win in the first game uh, against Philadelphia with Dame catching fire, 14 points in the last four minutes, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But they're literally on pace to be the worst defense in NBA history. The Milwaukee Bucks, and you've got people already questioning the hiring of Adrian Griffin and the schemes that he's implemented. There's weird stuff going on with Chris Middleton and his minutes restriction. He came back in the second half, like kind of unexpectedly in their last game, which sent Brooke Lopez to the bench for a long time. It kind of looks to me like Griffin is doing a little too much here, and they kind of just got to simplify things. Go back to the way they were playing, have Brooke in the drop, utilize Giannis as a roamer. The problem is that their perimeter defense is really, really bad right now. So Dame is obviously not a defender, but they've been starting Malik Beasley, and that guy is flammable as well. So mm. maybe move Connaughton into the starting lineup and start playing it a little straighter, and things could improve. Okay, I like that because uh, we've been doing a lot more polls on our YouTube uh, sort of community page there. I want four teams, though, to ask the question, who's been the most disappointing? Obviously the Grizzlies, obviously the Heat. We're going to include the Bucks. Who would be the fourth? Do we go Suns, or is that not really fair because no Beal, Booker missed a bunch of time? I mean, it's disappointing that we haven't seen Beal play yet, you know? Yeah. And it's disappointing that Booker has missed a little bit of time, but two of their losses are against the Spurs, which is just funny to see. Yeah. I got it. Any other you teams? You know, personally for me, I would put the Bulls in there. Oh, I because I'm Bulls or Raptors? <laughs> we yeah, got to flip I, a coin for that one? Yeah, well, the good thing for the Raptors is they're not a big joke. Um, <laughs> like, when you listen to any other NBA podcast, they're like, man, there's just so much talent in the league. Every team is exciting to watch, except the Bulls. I'm good on the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I feel like that's the take right now. <laughs> Everybody's done with the Bulls one week into the season. We got Vooch fighting with Billy Donovan on the court. We got Zach Levine saying, look, we had a bunch of players only players in the room talking to each other. We didn't want Billy to hear what we were saying, but that doesn't make it a players, it's not only, a players meeting. only meeting. Right, right, right. We were meeting just us players. Only us players were in this meeting, but it was just a conversation. Uh, mm. There's a lot of drama in Chicago, and who knows if they actually make a move, but they should probably make some moves. All that said, the Bulls beat the Raptors. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, it was a thrilling game, Skeets. Uh, disappointing players. I have one particular Toronto Raptors player. Um, I, I was, you know, going back and forth between who's been the most dis- disappointing to me, Siakam or Julius Randle. They've both mm-hmm. been very rough here to start the year. I, I went with Randle. Um, he is not playing well. He is. Uh, he just went three of fifteen in the loss to the Cavs there on Wednesday night. Dropped the Knicks to 2-3. and three. Randall is shooting only 28% from the field. Hey. He is dead last in the NBA among the 125 players who are taking at least nine shots a game. So, you know, of a, of a high-volume sort of guy, he's dead last when it comes to percentage. Pair that with a sub-26% three-point percentage. He's only 64% at the free-throw line. This guy's normally a very good free-throw yeah. shooter for a big guy. Um, he has a bit of a built-in excuse. I, I sort of had forgotten that he went under, underwent surgery on his ankle. During the summer, and he didn't return until five to five on five action until like the start of training camp. So, you know, maybe this is a, a reason why, but whew, it's brutal. Fred Katz has an article on it on The Athletic, and Fred writes Randall has an on again, off again habit with the Knicks. He struggled during his first season in New York, then he made all NBA in his second, then he fell off again in his third, and then he's flipping the bird to everybody. Uh, <laughs> I added that part, and then he returned to the award ballots last season. Yep, and so unfortunately. This trend continuing here in a down year, a bad start for Randall, but he's been disappointing, and it's a big part of why they're two and three. Yeah, twenty eighth in offense, twenty eight percent from the field, and he's not cutting out attempts. It doesn't feel no, like it. He's no. like, I got to get myself going here. Uh, but yeah, Randall's a bit of a roller coaster guy for sure. Do you have any uh, players on your list disappointing, or did you just focus on the teams? I was mostly focusing on the teams, but Trey Young has not had a hot start yeah. to the season. He played pretty well recently, which got him back over 30%, but he was on those same lists as Randall um, for high-volume shooters who are not making the shots right now. Yeah, But the Hawks have righted the ship a little bit after uh, struggling through the first week of the season. DeJounte Murray, a big reason for that. Yeah, he's been he's carrying. stepped up in uh, sort of Trey's struggles there. Uh, all right, next question. Who deserves more attention one week in? To the season. Chris Paul does. Wow. Yeah. 
Chris Paul, three games off the bench. He's putting up a whopping seven points, five rebounds, and seven assists. That's not a crazy number, Skeets. But he's got 20 assists to two turnovers. And since, since he went to the bench, the Warriors have the best bench in the league. They've had some decent benches when Jordan Poole uh, was at his hottest, when Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston were around. But there have also been long stretches where if Steph Curry sat, you didn't know what you were getting from the Warriors. I think Chris Paul has definitely stabilized this second unit for Golden State. He's playing like 27 minutes per game, which is probably great for Chris Paul to make sure that he's healthy at the end of the season because they will absolutely need him. And he's still able to close games, as we saw when he was subbed in for Wiggins uh, just recently. So I think Chris Paul... He came in, he got a couple of starts when Draymond was out, and then the Warriors figured he's going to be our second unit guy. We're keeping him in the second unit. Even when Wiggins was missing games, it was Moody going into the starting lineup Mm -hmm. uh, rather than Chris Paul. They just seem to have settled on this pretty quickly, and it's pretty impressive. Anytime a star goes to the bench and makes it work, it's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for a guy that had never come off the bench in his entire career, uh, it is pretty wild. I love that one. Someone that I think deserves a little more attention, and I was happy to see uh, Steve Jones Jr. give him some last night on Twitter with a thread. Herb Jones and his first-team hall defense here. This guy, one of his basketball reference nicknames is the Straight Jacket. <laughs> I didn't know that, but it's there. Uh, he had three steals, four blocks against the Pistons last night. Again, Steve Jones Jr., awesome Twitter thread with the clips. I mean, he's blocking three-point shooters that he's, like, screaming out to, blocking guys at the rim, like having these steals where the guy, he's not even really involved in the play, but turns around and uses his long arms to be like, give me that. Like, he was all over the place. I went and checked. He's locked up Jalen Brunson this year, helped keep him to 4 of 14 shooting. Versus OKC, he definitely helped to slow SGA, who shot 8 of 20. And then last night, Cade Cunningham, 8 of 22, six turnovers. Uh, Pelicans are a top 10 defense. He, we, We've talked about Herb Jones before, and, and it's defensive acumen but I think this will be the year that he like probably makes an all-defensive team if he obviously continues to play and and they're sort of top 10 like that but you know he's a guy that's he's a guy that's right there when you talk about like OG Ananobi and like Caruso and Gary Payton the second and McDaniels McDaniels yeah these really talented uh defensive sort of wing guys or perimeter players at least so he's been awesome Herb Jones Herb the straight jacket that's yeah. a good nickname yeah, it's um, not bad. 31% from three, though. Yeah, you'd like to see. He's a 3 and D guy, but you got to give a little more yep. three. Yeah. Uh, but he will. He'll be he'll, he'll be streaky. He'll, he'll pop off. He'll have a month where he's like, can't miss from three. You watch. Uh, but he's out there for defense, and he's helping them win a lot of these games because sure. of their D. That's how they're doing it. So good on Herb. All right, final one here. Favorite highlight. You got a particular highlight uh, from the first whatever? Seven, eight days. First one that came to my mind was Wemby Duncan on Drew Eubanks in the first Spurs versus Suns meeting. Uh, You know, Drew Eubanks didn't really have a chance at blocking it, but he made the highlight better by trying to block it. That guy's always going to jump. It was really Vic's first highlight in the NBA, so that one sticks out to me uh, early on. Yeah, I wrote down anything involving Weminyama. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I actually wrote down anything involving Victor Weminyama and anything involving Jordan Poole. <laughs> Those are my highlights so far from this season. Uh, some other ones, though. Uh, Luka's one-handed heave off the glass nice versus one. the Nets. Yep. Uh, Jokic's 70-foot um, alley-oop yes. from the inbounds to Aaron Gordon, who dunked at home. Steph Curry clowning Dylan Brooks was pretty fun. That was good. And, uh, and then dunk-wise... I like Zion when he split the D and, and sort of dunked on Jaron Jackson Jr. Yep. And uh, Jalen Big Johnson with the Hawks <laughs> when he, uh, you know, detonated on a couple Knicks yeah, there. Yeah, uh, yeah. He put a couple of them in the rim. And Malik Monk had a big one, too, on Chris Dunn, I guess, sort of in transition. That was the biggest dunk so far. Yeah, Shangun, I would add. Oh, he, he did he have a good a one, couple, too. He had one really nice one, then another semi-nice one. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like we get some great highlights in the first couple of weeks yeah, of the season. Yeah, you have said that. Everybody's legs are feeling great. Yeah. Nobody's totally sure what everybody else is able to pull off early in the season. Uh, so we get to see some highlights. It's good. All right, we're going to take our first break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to uh, get a little excited about the in-season tournament, which starts tonight. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out 
how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Okay, so the group play stage of the NBA in-season tournament, the IST, it begins tonight. Seven games on here on Friday. Let me give you a primer on how this works again, because some people are very confused. Mm -hmm. Each NBA team plays in a four-team soccer-style group with competition staggered across the month on tournament nights, okay? Fridays and Tuesday nights, to be exact. After group play... There will be knockout rounds, then a winner in December that earns some cash and a cool new trophy. And we just learned that the coaches are also getting cash. Oh. Yes. Uh, all of it, except the tournament championship in Vegas, count towards the 82-game standing. So these are just normal games, but they're IST games. So eight teams will advance to the knockout rounds. The team with the best standing in group play games in each of the six groups and two wild cards. That's teams from each conference with the best record in the group play games that finish second in this group. Make that knockout. There are a bunch of tiebreakers, which I feel like are going to happen here. Um, Head-to-head record in the group stage, point differential in the group stage, total points scored in the group stage. Like Those are your tiebreakers as you move down the list if we need to get them. And even to the point where we get to regular season record from last year as a tiebreaker. Probably (laughs) unlikely, but that's what happens. I hope so, but I hope... um that we see some shenanigans late in games here because if point differential yes, matters yes. and if total points scored matters, like it could be a 30-point blowout. You're like, we're keeping our guys in. It could matter. College football style. It could matter. Run it up. We'll see if whether or not these <laughs> teams awesome. actually care enough yeah. about this. Um, so my first question before we get into uh, making our predictions for each group, because that's what we're going to do. Um, on a scale of one to five, let's do that. How excited are you? For the in-season tournament, one being the lowest, five being the, uh, hey, I'm hyped. I was a two early, but I've grown skeets. I'm a four now. Okay. I'm getting excited for the in-season tournament because I've kind of realized it's not necessarily for us sickos. We would be watching games on Fridays and Tuesdays regardless. True. Doesn't matter. We're going to watch them either way. Yeah. Not everybody is. This is going to matter for people. And when they start asking about the in-season tournament, you start kind of explaining the best you can how it's actually going to happen <laughs> in a non-confusing way. They're like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I guess they should do that. I didn't even really know the NBA had started yet. Okay. So it's smart to do it. Then you show people who aren't purists what these courts look like. And they're like, that's sick. That looks incredible. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'm wrong on this one. I'm right. giving it a shot. The play-in tournament has Definitely been a success. Yep. So I'm feeling good about this. Yeah. Give me a four. I, I, look, I'm right there with you. Um, we're going to see a lot of red courts tonight. Yeah, baby. Okay, because the Bulls are hosting one of these games. The Heat are hosting one of these games. And the Blazers are hosting one of these games. It's a lot of red. You're going to see red tonight. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I will I will give the NBA credit. They are not half-assing this, eh? They are know. going all in on trying to get maybe us – the diehards and the sickos, but like you said, more importantly, the casuals into this. Like, they sent out packages I saw to people. I don't know how we didn't get one. What up with that, Silver? You know, like, it's like a, like a cool kit about the in-season tournament. I think there was, like, glasses in it. There's some Hennessy. Cool. Shea what? Serrano has one. I should have pulled the tweet. Yeah, I know. Um, but they're, like, and, the, and cool. just, like, like, all of the explanations they have on the website. And, like, I, they're just really... You know, of course, the courts and the jerseys and all that, they are just like trying to bang us over yeah. the head with like, hey, this is different. This means actually something. You can tell by the courts. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it pays off. I'm convinced that whether this is is a success will all come down to how those knockout and and semifinals and finals games go. If they're entertaining, I think people will be like, "Oh, that was fun. Yeah. That was cool." And if they're not, and they're duds, and they're um, you know players aren't even playing, heaven forbid, and stuff like that, and there's rest management. I don't know. Then never will be like this sucks. So man. They got to rig those games is my point. <laughs> they got look, that's what I would do. If I was silver, you know, be, turn, turn yourself into a little Vince McMahon here it's and, and rig time. those games to make them entertaining. All right? Just those those semifinals and that finals. I love make, it. make them very entertaining. I think people will uh, get on board for this. But anyway, let's move through um, each group here and uh, you know, make your prediction. We uh, we have on the screen here for everybody on YouTube. I'm not going to read them all for the podcast listeners, but we have the odds. Yeah, of course you can bet on all this stuff. Um, so East Group A, that is, uh, you see there, Philadelphia, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Pacers, and the Pistons. Who you got winning? This one's interesting. I think Philadelphia, they're uh, the favorite out of this group, barely ahead of yeah. the Cavs, but they've definitely looked better than the Cavs have uh, to start the season here. Embiid is looking okay after a slow first game and then Maxi is looking incredible right now. They also don't have uh, the James Harden saga hanging over their heads. They can just play pure in-season tournament basketball now, Skeet. So I'm going with Philadelphia, but I do think that there's another team in this group that will advance to the knockout stage. I agree with you. I think this is going to be the group that has the wild card team. Mm-hmm. And, and who's your pick? The Atlanta Hawks. Me too! Suckers. Yeah! Yeah, Okay, I'll go uh, Philly winning the group, and uh, yeah, the Hawks is the wild card. We just want to see a quarterfinals game here. I gotta see it. I gotta see it with my own eyes. Black and blue court? Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Right. Forgot about that. Uh, All right, East Group B. Uh, The Bucks are the heavy favorites, despite struggling, as we talked about, uh, to start the season. This has the Heat, it has the Knicks, the Hornets, and the Wizards. Um... Are you not overthinking this one? Or or maybe this is where the Heat turn it on. <laughs> They're built for one-game eliminations. Yeah. Um, am I overthinking this? Probably. I probably am. Especially based on our first segment here when you told me Julius Randle's statistics. But I'm, <laughs> I don't know why. I was just looking at this over and over. I was drawn to the New York Knicks. Wow. They're playing great defense. Randall maybe will come around. Brunson is obviously a pretty good scorer. Um, and they're a team that has played together for a couple of seasons now, so they've got some continuity. It's just been a struggle on offense. But you know their defense is going to show up. I also just am not very confident in Milwaukee or Miami right now. I know, but I think I'm going to I'm gonna go Bucks. Big game tonight, in-season tournament. Bucks knicks man. Uh, in Madison Square Garden? Yeah, that's right. On the orange court. Yes. No, no, no. This one's in Milwaukee. Oh, is it? Yeah, this oh, one is in Milwaukee. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm going to take Milwaukee to win this one. Okay. Uh, East Group C, Boston. The favorites. Uh, makes sense. They are uh, perfect 4-0, and they have an unbelievable net rating right now. They are hammering teams. And then you got the Raptors, the Nets, the Bulls, and the Magic. This is the no dunks <laughs> yes. group C. <laughs> yes, indeed it is. And are you taking the Celtics? Celtics are the biggest favorite on the board for any of these groups, yeah. Eastern or Western Conference because they are clearly the best team in their group. They should win all four of their games. Okay. So I'm taking Boston. Okay. Uh, and then we already said we have the Hawks as the uh, the wild card. Okay. Moving on to the West. Uh, we'll start with Group A. That makes sense. We got the Suns, the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Jazz, and the Blazers. Okay. Okay. I know the Grizzlies are struggling, but it's just like a strong group. What do you got? Looks like a really strong group. I'm going with the Lakers. Ahead of Phoenix, though I do think Phoenix will be uh, the wild card as well because I just don't have a lot of confidence in Memphis, Utah, or Portland knocking off either of those top couple of teams there. But the Lakers seem to be more devoted to the early season uh, right now than the Suns are. You know, Booker came back last night, looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lakers have gotten off to a pretty solid start here, I think. And you can tell they're taking things seriously because LeBron had a one-game minutes limit and now he's just playing all the time Yeah, because that's how it is. Uh, This is my upset group. Okay. I think I told you a couple weeks ago, I think like the Utah Jazz are going to win the in-season tournament (laughs) for no reason. So I got to pick Utah to come out of this at plus 750. (laughs) They're going to shock the world. 
the Jazz. Those are going to be two tough games at home on that purple court. Basically, they're going to play on you. That's the exact purple that you're wearing. <laughs> Pretty much the exact same. <laughs> they're going to play on Trey Kirby's chest, uh, those two games in Utah. I got some mountains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, those are drumlins. Uh, I'm going to take um, the Jazz. Why? Because why, why not? not? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, West Group B. Nuggets, Clippers, Mavericks, Pelicans. Wow. This is a loaded group. And then the Rockets there, plus 1,000. Where are you going? This group looks a lot closer than it did at the when they announced the groups. Yeah, and they, you were taking dropped. a look at the standings. You're like, the Mavericks were not great at the end of last season, but they're rolling now. The Clippers, I think, have been – they could have come up as a surprise team uh, with how much Kawhi Leonard has played and just how – cohesive they look as a unit and then we talked about the pelicans have been really good to start the season as well but i'm going denver going denver yeah i'm going oh, denver okay. they had that one bad game where they scored 86 points that might be their season low this year you don't think james harden comes in and uh you know rallies Puts the troops the there back. yeah rallies the we got to get this one yeah i i am the tournament <laughs> <laughs> give me the clippers <laughs> All right, but why I'd not? Like to come up with the dumbest reason yeah. why something will happen to this. Yeah, Nuggets the favorites, but uh, I will. Uh, I also think this might be the wild card group. Although that could be tough. They can, they might cannibalize each other. This group. Hmm, that's a possible possibility. Uh, I'll take the clips in Group B. Okay, Group C: uh, Warriors, Kings, Wolves, Thunder. Man, there's a lot of good teams in the Western Conference. Uh, and then the Spurs. Hey, let's not sleep on them uh, at three and two plus fifteen hundred though. So maybe you will sleep on them when it comes to betting. Who you got winning Group C? I saw somebody in the YouTube comments say, West Group C is crazy. <laughs> Sarcastic? <laughs> I don't know. This is a tough group. I'm like, the Spurs, they're balling right now. They got Victor Wembanyama. It's just one game uh, every single night uh, that they got to do. It's not a full series where you're getting scouted. So, I mean, Spurs at plus 1,500. It's interesting. Um, I have no reason for this, Skeets, but I'm taking the Timberwolves. Taking the Wolves. Yeah, why wow. not? They're great on defense right now. Yeah, no, best in the league, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, I will take, man, I want to take the Kings, but uh, they're going to have to play the Warriors again. That's, I know, that's oh, tough. boy, I can't believe they got to play them again here in the month. Uh, give me the Warriors. I've been really impressed with what I've seen from them. I'll take the Warriors to win that group. And then mm-hmm. who's your wild card out west? Phoenix. Phoenix Suns. Okay, so you got the in group A yep. there. Uh, I will go with, I'll go with Denver. Uh, I'll have the Clippers somehow winning that group, but Denver coming out as well. Wait, wait, so you're telling me you got the Utah Jazz coming out of Group A, but Phoenix and LA still are not making it uh, yes, as wild cards. Yes, you heard I, me. I love it. That's right. I love it. Uh, and I will note here at the conclusion of the in-season tournament, the NBA will name the most valuable player of the competition and the all-tournament team. And I looked into this. Selection will be based on the player's performance in both group play. So these games, starting tonight... And the knockout rounds. It's not just going to be from the knockout rounds. Though I'm sure it will weigh weigh heavily to those games. But, you know, if you're scoring 45 in these uh, group play games, then maybe that helps your chances to make one of these. Sure. Yeah. So hopefully somebody has a 50-point game. I I bet you somebody does. I bet you they're going to take this so seriously that they're actually going to start resting their players in the other games. (laughs) And focusing on Friday and Tuesday nights. Is there a bonus for winning MVP? I don't think so i don't know maybe uh they should give money to a charity of your choice or give you a car or something i don't know (laughs) they still do that anyway we're hyped for the in-season tournament and uh can't wait to watch uh these games starting tonight uh we're not done here though with in-season tournament talk because trey kirby's got a top five for us top five top five top five top five top five yeah shout out to our buddy grish this segment was spawned in a group five, chat. Five, five, yeah. The five funniest teams to win the in-season tournament. Okay. Who would be funniest to see <laughs> take home the inaugural IST Cup? Okay. At number five, this one's for Grish, the Pistons. Okay, why? Well, I'll be honest with you. I originally had the Rockets in here, being one of the worst teams in the league for the past four seasons. Not off to a hot start mm-hmm. as well. But then I did some stat head research, and I said, who has the fewest wins in the 2020s? And it turns out it's the Pistons, because the Rockets' win total is juiced from that last year, James Harden, oh. in 1920. Oh, so you could obviously sub in the Rockets here <laughs> if you wanted. But I do think one of the worst teams in the league winning the championship would be pretty funny, and also a great story for the league. I was just going to ask you, would the league 
prefer like one of these elite teams that we think might win the championship win it? Or would they actually want, yeah, a younger team or a team on the come up to win this whole thing? Would they? I mean, who knows? They probably don't care. But I yeah. wonder which one like garners more buzz. My guess is that they would not really care about who wins, but for the final four, they would like to have a championship contender in there and a Cinderella in there. Yeah. And then who knows what the other two yeah, are. Yeah. But as long as each of those genres is filled, a success, I would okay. think. Okay. Okay. So we have the Pistons as the fifth funniest team to win this thing. At number four, the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Their last championship was in 1983. They've been great in the regular season recently. They always win in the first round. <laughs> it is the second round that has been a problem for Philadelphia lately, but you only need to really win two tournament games <laughs> to win the title here. And I think Patrick Beverly would really value this championship. I think Joel Embiid would really value this championship. And I know Kelly Oubre would value this championship. He'd be kissing that cup nonstop. Are we, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years from now going to be weighing whether or not you won an IST cup for your like Hall of Fame credentials and where you rank on the all-time list? Like, does Embiid need this? <laughs> It'll come up. It, it'll, for borderline cases, if you've got an IST under your belt. An IST like, MVP? Don't, don't, forget, yeah. don't forget about the IST. Yeah. He, he won. Okay, the Sixers is a, a very funny pick. Yes. Specifically for the Embiid angle of it yeah. all to me. Yeah. <laughs> Of him winning this. Like, oh, monkey's off his back. He won, he won, a, exactly. he won a cup. He yeah. showed up. Yeah, exactly. All At right. number three, the Washington Wizards. Okay. They haven't won a championship since 1978. They haven't had a 50-win season since 1970. Yeah, that sounds That's unbelievable. Fake. That's a lot. They've had some decent teams. had some decent teams, teams. Yeah. yeah, like the Arenas teams, yeah. the John Wall teams. Yeah. They could have won 50 games at some point. <laughs> right now, though, they are the Shaqton and Fool All-Stars. Yeah. Uh, Dragonfly Jones called them the most unserious team of all time. Mm-hmm. But what if they put it all together? <laughs> and what if the courtside baddies show up in Las Vegas? <laughs> then they got a chance, Skeets! <laughs> all right, I like that. The Zards. The Zards. Okay, I love it. I love it. Who else you got? At number two, the Minnesota Timberwolves. My pick to advance out of Group B. <laughs> They've won a playoff round once in their entire franchise history, Skeets. That's it. Yeah. The year they went to the conference finals Kevin with Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Wow. They've made the playoffs a bunch of times, but the only time they've won a round was that, what was that, 04, I think? Jeez. Something like that. That was a long time ago. But no one celebrates minor victories more than the Minnesota Timberwolves. We had Pat Bev on the table when they advanced out of the play-in tournament. Yep. We had Cat over the summer saying that getting out of the play-in was more impressive than the Nuggets winning the title. Yes. This might be the biggest <laughs> possible celebration. If they win. If they win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go bear be partying. Oh, man. Oh. For sure. It's yeah. a good one. I didn't think about them as a, a funny team to and win And look, this. people would be like, this is a stepping stone for Anthony Edwards. <laughs> First the IST, getting those crunch time reps. Now he's ready for the big stage. <laughs> It'd be really amazing if like one of these players that's always in trade rumors, like a star of his level, um, balls out in the in-season tournament games, wins the MVP or is on the all-tournament team, and then the team turns around and trades him the next day because yeah. it's like his value is at an all-time high. That'd be amazing. Like while he's partying in Vegas, like, oh, damn, checks his phone. I've been traded to the no! Knicks. Uh, all right, so the Wolves at number two. Who is the funniest team in your mind to win the in-season tournament? It's the LA Clippers. Yep. No titles in their Franchise history, very little playoff success. They had some nice runs with the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin teams, but generally kind of minor historical importance from the Clippers, and it's usually bad stuff that they bring up. Also, this is a team that no one trusts to show up in the postseason, whether via injuries, performance, what have you. Also a team that kind of has come to embody not caring about the regular season. But what if things break right for Mm. just a couple of games And the Clippers get to hang a banner in the Crypto.com arena right before they're leaving. Yeah. Hey, keep that IST up. (laughs) Keep it up for us. We'll be back to check on it. They wouldn't take it to the new dome? They got to hang something, man. (laughs) Yeah. They got to hang something. Uh, The Lakers got so many banners hanging. Uh, The Clippers would love to put one up. Be a title for James Harden. Oh, title, title for Harden, for, for Westbrook, for George. Yeah. Come on. This would be awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that list. I, I would like to make a case for either the Celtics or Lakers winning this, though, mm. oh. because they're tied <laughs> in NBA championships, right? At 17. Yeah. So they're both racing to banner 18, the most all time. 
this is like a half if you win this yeah. thing. So it would put you ahead <laughs> in my half. mind. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So, uh, that's good. But I like your list. Uh, let Trey Kirby know who he's missing on the funniest team to win uh, this in-season tournament. Let us know in the stream team. Let us know in the comments. Tweet at us at no dunksing. All right, man. Wow, we just did way more than I thought we would on the IST. I'm feeling like a five right now. I think so. I think I'm, I'm <laughs> super excited for this. Uh, all right, we're going to take one more break. When we come back, Tweet of the Night and Rapid Fire Fun. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, back here in the Classic Factory. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night goes to me. Sort of. I found a Homer. great photo. I believe it came from ESPN. It was going around the internets yesterday. It was James Harden who had a press conference with the Clippers yesterday and uh, said, quote, I'm not a system player. I am a system. Bars. And uh, he had a lot to say about, you know, being on a leash in Philadelphia. And watch out what he's going to do here with the clips. Uh, you know, I, I tweeted there, reminiscent of Jay-Z's, uh, right. I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. Uh, but I also like this from uh, Jason Gallagher. I am a system! <laughs> Walter White, I am the one who knocks. That is James Harden right now. Uh, what do you think of the uh, press conference there from from Jimmy? Well, I think it's good for him that he's going to be the number one option on this team. <laughs> he's a system, man. So it's going to be completely built around him, not the... Uh, Guys who have been there for four years. No. Um, but I don't know. You can tell with the way that things went down at the end that Harden, despite leading the league in assists last year, probably didn't want to lead the league in assists. But mm. then he's also saying in this press conference, like, I don't need to be a, a big-time scorer. After allegedly telling Ime Odoka he wanted to lead the league in scoring. So who knows? He just wants to have the ball in his hands and make some decisions here. But I don't know. We didn't really talk about it, Skeets. Like, do you think this actually gives the Clippers a chance to win the in-season tournament? <laughs> I'm kidding. The NBA championship at the end of the year? Adding Harden? Adding Harden. I, I don't think it no I don't think it changes much. I know that's a very mild and boring take, mm-hmm. but I I I thought the the Clippers are obviously a good team, but I didn't ever have them in a championship conversation. Um Adding Harden, it doesn't make them worse. It's not like they gave up a lot. It's right. not like, a, oh, my God, they'll miss Batum and Covington and more. Like, no, I don't feel like that at all. So Harden is still a good player. And as I said the other day, it's like the guy was pretty damn good in some playoff yeah. games. So he'll have those moments, but then he'll shoot you out of games and and he'll go missing and he'll miss shots at the end. And, like, people will pile on him. Like, <sighs> I guess my answer is it doesn't change much to me. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm not, I, I'm not rooting against him, though, and no. nor, nor Westbrook or any of those guys, so just wait and see. I don't think that, like, in the Western Conference, you got to beat Denver, right? Denver's oh. the team to beat, yeah. and I don't think this puts them ahead of Denver, but maybe some other team beats Denver that clears the way sure. for a Clippers team. Sure. So for me, I'm like, they had a 0 out of 100% chance before the Harden trade. Now they've got like a 1 out of 100 chance. Okay. Uh, let's wrap up this drop podcast, this classic, with some rapid-fire fun. J.D., has the questions we've got the answers there's the music let's do it jd guys exciting exciting news as i pull up my notes stand by here we go yes the exciting news is that skims is now the official undergarment of the nba yes yes kim kardashian's intimates line features slimming shapewear swarovski bedazzled bodysuits and perhaps most interestingly Bras with built-in nipples. Hard nipples are in, finally, yes! Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, 
Name an article of clothing you'd like to wear with a built-in appendage or appendages. Skeets. Yeah, didn't take long to come up with an answer for this one. Give me that Kyle Lowry bubble butt, baby. <laughs> I like to go down in the post. I'm a small guy, slight frame, but TK, you've hooped with me. I like to operate down there. I'm Throwback. Mark Jackson with it. Throwback style. And yeah. uh, I would benefit from having the Lowry ass. Mm. To back people up, so uh, yeah, give me that. I also have a very flat ass, so uh, this would be freaky, man. I can... <laughs> you look like a camel. <laughs> One of the funniest photos of all time we're showing here on YouTube for you podcast listeners: uh, the Photoshop of Lowry in uh, tight jean shorts yeah. <laughs> and a big old bubble butt. <laughs> tight jean shorts. I remember when he played that game in shorts. I was surprised they let him do it, but yeah, those I'm are the uh, city edition uh, jerseys. <laughs> For the reps. Uh, uh, yeah, what do you got? Uh, I also need help in the chest region. Not hard nipples, but okay. I just flexed my chest. Nothing happened. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so I could go for some pec pads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they sort of have those, right? Like some of the guys. Do they? Well, like, uh, maybe I'm thinking more like the, the pads on the quads. Yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. think some of those shirts those guys wear have a built-in little chest protector type thing? Maybe I'm... Maybe yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. They probably do have like chest protection. I'm not looking for protection though. This is yeah, pure aesthetics. Yeah, so yeah, I want yeah. them to look muscular. <laughs> and if it includes some shoulder work, because I got some slopies over here, <laughs> that would be fine with me as well. All right. And JD, what about you? Yeah, I need some uh, just abs built in, just a, a torso. You know what? I'm. They probably sell this on Skims, like for men, like a shaping fake abs, basically? fake abs, like not just cinched in, but also you know slightly yeah. elevated for a six-pack because, oh. I don't know, I'm tired of trying to work for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it's come to, right? It's yeah. like, why actually try? Yeah, we'll exactly. Just, we'll just mold you into this or you can get surgery to have it done. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. All right, great. Okay, next one. Uh, this split screen yeah. has been floating around this week. It's of uh, a picture of LeBron James playing in Sacramento exactly 20 years apart. Yeah. It's got it's it's an amazing photo. It's exactly the same pose. His arm is fully extended as he flies toward the basket to dunk the ball, I assume, or place it in. Thrunk it, perhaps. <laughs> no, I think he dunked it. Yeah. Both times? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, anyway. Like dunks. The question is, what's something you were doing exactly twenty years ago that hasn't changed a bit, Skeets? Loving my wife, Nora. Aww. Yep. That's what I came up with. Now we were not married at the time, of course, but uh, we've been together a very long time, uh, more than twenty years. Did you know right away? Uh, I had an idea. Yeah, <laughs> pretty I had a good idea. feeling. Yeah, I had a good feeling about it. <laughs> right. I was right. trying to Played figure out. I was trying to figure out if we lived together twenty years ago mm. to the day, and uh, we were talking it out mm. last night. It was, you know, it was pretty early. Well, like it was like two or three years into the relationship. I was still in school. She was still in school in Toronto. And I don't think we were there yet, but it was probably coming up that we moved into our first place together Yeah, pretty soon. Because I used to live with, uh, well, I lived with uh, Brody, of course. Yes. And then we added a Thody. So I lived with Brody and Thody. Right. And uh, Tim was there for a bit. Uh, And then we moved to Major Street. That's when Nora and I started to live together the first time. Just the two of you? No, no, not just the the two of us. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, who else was there? Uh, Curon lived there. Everybody made the rounds in that house, that third floor. Do you remember that house? The yeah. major house? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Didn't we have, like, a surprise birthday party for, for me you? there once? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. Kieran lived up there. Julie lived up there. Ken lived up there. My buddy Grish, your buddy Grish, our buddy Grish lived up there. A bunch Jeez. of raccoons lived up there. Some mice <laughs> lived up there. Definitely some cockroaches lived up there. Yeah, everybody. You've yeah. lived with a lot of your friends. Yeah, a That's ton. amazing, actually. Yeah. You have to in Toronto. The rent is ridiculous. So. The rent is too damn high. <laughs> too damn high. Wish we were paying rents from 20 years ago. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, Good I'm point. I'm kidding. Uh, what do uh, you got here? Yeah, today? what do you got, Trey? Dancing. Dance. Yeah, I feel like I danced the exact same as I did when I was in college. <laughs> Both with the intensity. Like, you throw me in a college wedding with the bros. I'm sweating through my shirt, guaranteed. But I also don't feel like I've added moves since then. <laughs> right. You know, like, I, I experimented with the Dougie when it was out there, oh, but wow. I'm not smooth enough for it. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I can pop and lock since that's what was popular back then. <laughs> that's a good, it's good tough to add moves, tough right? Like, add you dance moves. how you were in college because you're like, this is when I'm out in the clubs. Yeah. This is when we're playing all the songs I know. I'm locked in here. Yeah. 
Right? I, I think I'm the same now that you say it. I'm like, my dancing style hasn't changed. <laughs> I could never jerk. I'm still, I'm still happy with it. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel bad. I'm not adding like, anything. Ain't fresh yeah. moves. <laughs> why, why add? Why, why add? add? You're right, you're right. I only have one move. It's the running man. You learned in college, probably. What about you, Janie? What's something you were doing exactly 20 years ago that hasn't changed a bit? Uh, I mean, basically this. No, we weren't. I know, not this, but, <laughs> you know, trying to come up with stupid shit every day to, to, to put out into the world. That's we're, it. You're doing it at school. I was doing it at school, yeah. We were doing it together. Were school. we working on our practicum? Uh, on no, our, on that our... was 19 no. years ago. Yeah. Close. So it would have been 20... 2003. Yeah. Yeah. That was your your third year of school, right? Yeah, and yours. Yeah, yeah, and mine. Yeah. Wait, was it? I don't know. Time's weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> Years are weird. <laughs> Start the year in September, right? Like, what? <laughs> Start what? the year in September? Yeah. September 1st should be the beginning of the year. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, they basically do it for kids' sports. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and then we wouldn't have to deal with this. Oh, uh, the 2023-24 season of the NBA. It's oh, like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. saying. It sucks that the NBA season goes over two yeah. calendar years. Yeah. Like, baseball fans, you have no idea how good you have. Yeah, exactly. And then you're talking about the you're 1920 right. season. It's like, I love that. 1920, the NBA <laughs> was a thing? You're right. Yeah. It's always annoyed me. Just move it. Just yesterday, we were trying to figure out <laughs> how many years... That we have been doing the show, yeah. starting as the Basketball Jones, and then, and it's, yeah, it's like we've been doing it, what did I say, next season, oh god. <laughs> this season is our 19th Teeth. NBA, NBA season, season that we've been covering. Yes. But on, in January will be our 18th anniversary doing the show, if that makes sense. I thought it was our 19th anniversary doing the show. No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> why did I bring it up? Okay. Okay. Well, we'll break up the calendars. Yeah. Later. Okay. Final one. Final one. Victor Wemanjana was dressed as Slenderman. Slenderman? <laughs> You're, you said both Wemanjana very weird when, and sorry. Slenderman when, very weird. <laughs> I was like looking for the button. Victor Wemanjana. There you go. Was dressed as Slenderman. Yeah. Or is it Slenderman? Uh, no, I, think- I mean, shout out to Matthew Perry. That's one of the all-time great Friends jokes. It's like Joey and Chandler talking about Spider- Or Joey- No, Chandler and Phoebe talking about Spider-Man. And she's like, is Spider-Man a last name? He's like, it's not like his name is Pete Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> Victor Slenderman. Yeah, Slen- Slenderman. Slenderman. Okay, he was dressed as Slenderman for Halloween. It was an amazing costume, perfect for Wemby's super tall, somewhat spindly, and I mean that in the kindest way possible, frame. Uh, in short, it was creepy AF. <laughs> What's the scariest monster out there, Skeets? Um, I have two answers. One, never been a fan of uh, the Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth. The guy with the eyeballs yeah. uh, Eyeball on his hands. Oh. Creeps me out. That's a good one. Scary, man. Do not like it. That's a cool one. It's weird that he holds it up to where his eyes would be, (laughs) though. That's right. right? Like, like it just, you know. (laughs) What's over there? Yeah. Let's put it right around. Uh, And then, uh, I do not like Pennywise from from It, too. Uh, Clowns, creepy clown, you know, down in the sewers gutters yeah uh, <laughs> yeah they're, they're on the ground you know people proved it to me that's right that's when you're right. down in the dumps you say you're in the gutter yeah. it doesn't make sense that's, it's on the roof that's true really i'm gonna start saying eaves troughs thank uh, you thank you yeah yes. you convinced me to say uh toques yeah hey, toques, toques is a great word toques. Yeah. eaves yeah. troughs i'm in uh so those are my two answers yeah. the pale man and pennywise good ones yep Trey. hormone monster for me <laughs> when it strikes at the wrong time, could be bad skates. Could be bad news. You don't want to be horny on Maine. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true. I, st- I still regret saying that it would be cool to have Selma Hayek break bad news to you. <laughs> it got me. <laughs> forgot about that. I did forget about that too. Okay. And JD, okay. scariest monster. Scariest monster is uh, the the thing from Paranormal Activity that fucks with you when you're sleeping. Oh, I don't like I that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, no, I know. I know yeah. them. I just don't watch. I don't watch horror movies. Yeah. Really. It's one of those found footage movies, sort Ooh. of Blair Witchy. Oh, yeah. And it's sort of like, oh, this is stupid. And Jackson and I were like, let's see how long we last. We ended up watching the whole movie. Really? But like... 
Quite scary. Because they're like, the whole movie is them just filming themselves while they're sleeping, and then weird shit happens, and you never see the beast. Oh, that! Yeah, 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 yeah I know. I remember those commercials now. Yeah. Is yeah. there a lot of jump scares? I kinda. Yeah. But it's more creepy. Okay. You know, and weird things that people do when they're Like, I've seen real TikToks of people who film themselves sleepwalking. And oh, I've like, seen it firsthand. My cousin did it. Yeah. It was. It's creepy. Very creepy. Do not like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. He, uh, he got up like he didn't. He, he was out of town, like out of province, so they wouldn't stay with us much. But like during the summer, they would come and we had a sleepover. Of course, they were staying at our house and like whatever. We're like crashed out. And he gets up, and I woke up, and like <laughs> I didn't know what was going on at first. Like I was young, so I didn't really maybe even understand the concept of sleepwalking. But he went to the kitchen and opened every cupboard <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah. And you're like. <laughs> what are you doing, man? I told you where the cups are, man. <laughs> uh, but it's, and, you know, he doesn't remember a thing of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'd like, I, I don't want it. Like, there's a, apps out there that will, like, record you while you're asleep. It's like, oh, do you, you wonder if you oh. snore? How many times a night do you fart? This app will tell you. I'm like, nope. No, thank I'm you. good. Yeah. Thank you very much. I don't need to hear that shit. Apparently, I've been snoring a lot more than normal over yeah. the last couple weeks. Well, now, I think it's, up. I've been stuffed up yeah. and I've had, like, a bit of a cold, a head cold. But Nora's like, you got to go get get that checked out. You probably have sleep apnea. Like, I, 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 it's like, exactly. I'm like, I probably do, but I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. And I feel I'd fine. I'd rather stop breathing. I'm right waking up refreshed. I feel yeah. okay. Just get a That's breathe right strip. Yeah. I mean, I have, uh, what is it? The What's it called? The, the deviated, deviated septum. septum. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, can't, I don't breathe much through my nose as it is. Hmm. So when I am stuffed up. And it's like a position I get in, too. Like, right. Uh, it's just like really heavy, heavy breathing. That's my snoring. You should get noses on your hands. <laughs> yes. And maybe then you could breathe Damn. very easily. Yeah. Damn. You'd have to hold them up to your nose, though. <laughs> that, you'd have to sleep, Wait, like, have to sleep like this? Yeah, yeah. I could <laughs> breathe so perfectly. The pale man. <laughs> the sleep man. Uh, all right, there it is. Rapid fire. That was, dare I say, somewhat rapid. That was somewhat fairly rapid. Tonight. Pretty good yeah. job, guys. Good stuff. Uh, well, I think that was a classic, but you tell us. If it was, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. And, of course, subscribe and like the video on YouTube. Uh, if you are a Survivor fan, we did a Survivor podcast yesterday. No buffs. Own YouTube feed. Own podcast feed. The Survivor fans, they love it. They say we break down a podcast, or excuse me, we break down an episode of Survivor better than anyone. Wow. So we appreciate those. That's high praise. That's That's nice. Very high very praise. Nice. But I think we do a fun job uh, making the, our way through the episodes. Anyway, we had a great one yesterday, episode six. And uh, there was some uh, basketball talk within the episode, guys. Uh, not to you know give you too many spoilers, but uh, we were comparing Caleb, our Canadian guy on the show, to Kawhi Leonard. And, uh, you know, the four bouncer. That's all I'll say. Check out Nobus. Yeah. I legitimately hope he sees this. Yeah, I, I tweeted Same. it. Yeah, I hope he uh, retweets it or responds to us. Uh, we don't care about NBA players responding to us. We really geek out with That's Survivor right. fans. <laughs> oh my god, he saw our tweet. Damn, uh, 5,000 NBA players all time, like 500 Survivor players. It's a very limited group. <laughs> and, they're, and they're all heroes to us. That's the thing. Uh, so yeah, go check out No Bus. Thanks for joining us all week long. Uh, we really appreciate it. We will see you on Monday with weekend winners and losers. We might do a playback later today here on Friday, so make sure you join our playback room. Playback.tv slash no dunks. You never know when the boys will go live. Uh, until then, though, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Skeets, I saw a lot of these kicking around on Twitter last night after the James Harden quote. I'm not a this. I'm a this. Mm -hmm. So I want to try one out on you. I'm not a practicum, but I practice. (laughs) No. No. Not this time, hormone monster. Not this time. Embrace the day, people.